Real Talk with Grace Redmond features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes Conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redmond. Hey loves, it's Grace Redmond. Thank you so much for joining us on Real Talk today where I get to have real life raw conversations with incredible people from my circles and communities. And today I'm so excited to be here with Kelly Green. So Kelly has been teaching drama and character education and has been the cheer coach at St. Charles since 1994. In 1998, she got certified to teach group fitness classes and she has been teaching classes all across the peninsula, probably in every gym and studio that you know of. I know that for sure. And she also has a passion for teaching group fitness to those with disabilities and those who've been diagnosed with cancer. Kelly battled her own devastating eating disorder for over 10 years. And in 2016, that motivated her to receive her eating disorder intuitive therapy coaching certification. And in 2020, during the pandemic, during the pandemic, she realized a lifelong dream, took a leap of faith and opened her own fitness and wellness studio, KG Fitness. Girl, so excited to be here oh with God. you today. Who is that person? <laughs> That's you. Wow. Yeah. So excited. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, Gracie. Yeah, I'm so Thank excited you. to be here with you. Yeah. I pretty sure what we've been friends. I've known you and been taking your oh classes since 2005. We yeah, so a long for time. 16 a years. Of, a lot of fun nights out. Yeah, a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm all about fun because when we're having fun, we're feeling yeah. good. Uh, but I've also seen you kind of transform like over the last 15 years and just witnessing your transformation has been amazing. Thank you. So you've come <laughs> a long way. Yeah. What's, what would you like, something that I think really inspires me about you is how you've overcome, you, you know, overcome the eating disorder. I mean, tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, honestly, it still is hard to talk about. Um, so anything I say here is super raw and super real. Um, my whole life, I've always felt like the um, short chubby one um, through nobody but my own internal belief. And in high school, amazing high school career. Um, I loved it, every bit of it, but that inner voice was always there. And then going away to college, um, just uh, the food restriction, the body hatred, um, just kind of took its own life of itself. Um, becoming certified in group fitness at that time was a, an addiction as opposed to a passion that it's become. Um, counting calories, every morsel, every movement um, took a diet to a really horrible disease that I battled. Um, so what was the question? <laughs> Oh, I oh how did I get here? Yeah. Oh, well, God. That's a whole just story. Like, just a little bit of, you know, we'll oh, talk about, about oh, because oh, something that inspires oh, me about yes. you oh, is oh, how you gosh. far you come, you know, 
battling or actually healing. I don't even know who use the word battling, healing right. from an eating disorder. And I think that resonates for me because I started my first diet when I was 10 years old. Yeah. Because before I was yeah. even 10 years old, I was told I was fat yeah. and I have to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I started, you know, dieting when I was 10. I was never diagnosed right. um, with any disorders, but I, I know I have, right. you know, have had still you know have to use that society conditions us yeah i feel like focus on our body Mm -hmm. i feel like um looking back i was blessed to be diagnosed with it because i was able to start my journey and help I was able to start the sort of eating or disordered thoughts or, you know, technically termed word. Mm -hmm. But regardless of that, um, I feel like so many people battle so many inner demons, whether it's about food or body. um, So it's real. So looking back, um, the battle was real, like my entire world flipped upside down. But now looking back, I was so blessed to get help. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I mean, sure. I feel like we have, you know, similar stories and I used to feel like a victim. I used to feel like a victim. Mm-hmm. And now when I look back, it's like, you no, know, like all of those things that I felt were so terrible that happened to me were only growing me. Really, I feel to get closer to God and to my spirituality, because that's what at the end of the day for me, mm-hmm. I think what helped save me was my faith mm-hmm. and knowing like, okay, there's something greater for me than this darkness right right and when you're in the darkness you don't see anything but the darkness right and i i've i clearly remember at about the age of 20 sitting in my little volkswagen bug which is kind of funny because i have a bug again but (laughs) it wasn't funny at the time i remember sitting in my car at around 20 um in the parking lot of a gym Mm -hmm. and feeling like i was there was there was never going to be a way out that I was never gonna be able to enjoy life or food or um, be around people without feeling fear of judgment. And um, now looking back, that darkness has brought me great light mm-hmm. because I was, I've worked through it for years. Mm-hmm. And it's a daily process. We talk about yeah, it all the time. Totally. It's not like, oh, you know, done. Yeah. It's um, a daily process. And um, we talked about it on the walk up here, mm-hmm. how the daily self-talk that the stuff that you hear about in therapy, like self-talk and you're like, oh yeah, right, you know, sure. But when you do it day after day after day, there's something about that belief in greater greater power, whether it's a faith in God or yeah. a faith in some other higher being, it's there, Absolutely. it's there. Absolutely. Yeah. And our mind is naturally wired to focus on the negative as a survival mechanism. And when I learned that, and you, you know, you also, we talked about this when I learned that we can rewire our mind, mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, like I, I, I want to do this. I need to do this. And it doesn't happen overnight, mm-hmm. but then I started taking the negative thoughts and reframing them, reframing them. And then it becomes a habit, but you need to be committed and consistent with those thoughts. It's, it's like, I don't want to call it the devil, but when, when, when that, that devilish thought comes mm-hmm. up, then mm-hmm. right away, you Ugh. know, to flip it. And that's how we can help rewire um, and I know for some people, they, that might not work or they may not believe in it, but it takes commitment and consistency. For a lot of years, I didn't believe in it. 
I just did it because they told me to. And? But, and and now I believe in it. It hasn't Crazy. been like, like all better. No, but um, you talked about like the devil. And, and I, I honestly like kept journals and journals and journals. And I would talk about like the voice and this side of my head was telling me you're fat, you're ugly, you're not good enough. You're not tall enough. Your legs aren't long enough. You're whatever enough. And then this side would be like, it's okay. You're okay. You're a good person. Mm-hmm. You're a caring person. You love people. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. So that it's, battle, girl. it's real. Yes, it's it so, real. It's, it's real. And then the other thing I see now that I didn't see at the time is that when you talk about it, even just as like a tip of the iceberg, people are like, oh my God, me too. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh shit, I'm not alone. Like I've spent all these years of my life thinking I'm terrible for thinking these terrible thoughts. So now you're not only thinking terrible thoughts, but now you're ripping on yourself because right. you're thinking this right, way. Right, right, right. And then you're vulnerable enough to say something to somebody and the conversation, not always, but when it does open up, it's like, wow. You're feeling that uh, way too. We're all, yeah. we're all, we're all feeling on the journey of whatever. And maybe it's not mm-hmm. hatred or dysmorphia or whatever, you know, term, but it's something. And I feel like most people that I work with or talk with have that not good enough yes. as the underlying something. Absolutely. Not thin enough, mm-hmm. tall enough, rich enough, nice enough, smart enough, enough, like the core theme story. And so when I was going to get my certification, I think I mentioned this in one of the other podcasts is um, I learned that 95, we live 95% of our life based on unconscious beliefs that were imprinted in us from the time we were born to the time we're like seven or 11. Okay. Then we live the rest of our life based on that. Mm -hmm. And there's always a core theme story under those, you know, beliefs that are not even true. It's typically, I'm not good enough. And so then we live the rest of our lives believing we're not good enough. And that, you know, holds us back. It creates the body, you know, dysmorphia, the food issues. Mm -hmm. Or I also, you you, you brought up something like, I also feel like, or felt like when you do feel like you're good enough, then you're going to be judged for that. Yeah. Like I'm finally good enough to do this. Oh shit. Now, now they're not going to like me because they're going to be like, Oh, who does you think she is? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not even it but it's like uh dimming our like do i feel like i'm good enough to try this but is everybody gonna judge me Mm -hmm. because i'm gonna take this leap and i'm gonna do this or i'm gonna try that and oh no are they not are they gonna think i'm totally and it's like what Totally. I would love to have one full day of being confident. What the hell (laughs) one day right well then it goes back to you know dimming learning to dim so i learned to dim my light to be accepted Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, yeah. and to, to dumb myself huh. down or to, um, I don't know what other words to use because it was mm-hmm. easier. And I felt like don't dim your light. Well, no one should I dim their light. light. No one should dim their light. <laughs> everybody, light. everybody has light, yeah, but what wow. we do, not just you or I, I feel like so many of um, the men and women I've, I've coached mm-hmm. kind of dumb themselves down, not to um, make other people uncomfortable yeah. or to be accepted. And I've learned, and I'm, I'm still working on that. And I've learned that when we do that, we do a disservice to ourselves and the other mm-hmm. person. Now, if you didn't show up and shine your light and create what you've created, like you inspired me in so many ways, like that I, you, I would have missed the opportunity for you to inspire me. Mm-hmm. Well, good. <laughs> That's right. Good. Yeah. That's why right. yeah. you got to show up. Right. Right. And then there's that fine line of, um, feeling guilty that you're shining your light. Tell me more about that. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like, mm, 
I know what it feels like to not want your light to shine or not be able to let your light shine. Mm -hmm. For many years, my light was not even lit, to be honest. That's touching. Kind of sweaty armpit of that one. Um, <laughs> I love that. I did. Um, and through lots of life's up and downs, not just the eating disorder, through other challenges in my adult life, my light couldn't shine. And now that it's shining pretty brightly, mm. um, I often feel guilty for that. So tell me more about that. When you say I feel guilty because... Mm. I know what it's like to not be able to let your light shine. I feel like some people want their light to shine, but just don't know how to do it yet. And that's hard. Yeah. I want like, I want to bring light. I know that sounds so like wishy, but it's true. Like no, I, I want to, I want to be able, be able to shed a little bit of my light to help other people feel like they can, like I had specific doctors and therapists through my battle. And some didn't like my light at all. And some, I still remember to this day, I was mm -hmm. at 19 years old. And I still remember this one specific doctor who like lit my light a little bit. And when you say lit your light, what does that mean? Um, gave me hope, mm -hmm. gave me a belief that there's another side or there's, a, there's another way that I wouldn't have to be stuck in that eating disorder mm -hmm. for the rest of my life, which at 19, you think that's it. Yeah, your child or children oh, at 19. Gosh, you know, um, at the time, at one of the times I was in the hospital, uh, the show 48 Hours yeah. came, mm -hmm. which is kind of a weird looking back. And they wanted to do an eating disorder documentary back at the time before 48 Hours was like, now they're all the mm -hmm. like murder mysteries. They used to do documentaries and they came to the eating disorder ward and they asked um, if they could interview the patients on the ward. And of course I was like, oh hell no, like I'm too fat, I'm not anorexic. Like they can't, I can't be on TV looking like this because they're gonna be like, what's wrong with her? She's not sick, you know, that mind. Mm -hmm. And I went ahead with the eating disorder interview, um, which I only watched about five years ago, to be honest. Really? Oh God, I couldn't watch it. We, we wa I watched it because you had it available. I watched that the first, that was the first time I started watching it. Really? Yeah. And the reason why I did the interviews was because the lady that interviewed me um, told me that my video might help somebody. Yeah. And that was the only reason. And um, she actually, I was able to leave the hospital for the day and went to my house and God bless my family. Like they were all interviewed and it was, um, it was a really big step in what I look at now as like you said, like never would have thought number one, I'd be in the hospital. Number two, they would come at the time I was in the hospital that I would be on a TV show, which is fun, not funny, but like weird or, you know, coincidental for what, I don't know what word. And now just starting watching it a few years back, um, I use that as my, like some education. And I look at that poor child, child who was me so lost and my, my parents and my family, um, so if I can help people in any way, whether it's, whether it's something as deep as an eating disorder or just a little messed up sense of body image or feeling uncomfortable at working out, mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable going to a gym and I don't have people look at me and all that stuff. Like that's what's about. Yes. I don't care about. if you can do one push up or 150. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's not what it's about. I mean, trust me, I like to sweat. No, I know. But, but, but what you're saying, it's about service. Yeah. It's about giving back. And that's where it goes back when I talked about, I think when we, we dim our, dim our light, 
we're not only doing a disservice to ourselves, but to, to others. And look at when you showed up and you didn't even, you know, as a 19 year old child, you know, in so much pain, but even at that time, when she said, this might help someone oh, yeah. that there was that feeling in you, like, I'm going to show up and do this. Yeah. And, and that's what it's about is like yeah. giving back and you've given back in, in so many ways, not just, you know, in showing us that video and teaching us the classes, but also as a teacher, you know, yeah. with these young kids, they're so impressionable. Yeah. And um, I visited one of your, I went to one of your plays and oh, yeah. it was amazing. And tell me a little bit about what motivated you to become a teacher. Oh my gosh. I knew from age of seven, eight that I wanted to be a teacher. And um, it just lights my soul. Like just teaching those kids, students. I, I worked with younger children and now I'm working with more of the junior high school age. Mm -hmm. And I have an opportunity to, I hope, like teach them some life, not just book stuff. I mean, I teach drama for mm -hmm. drama mm -hmm. and character education, yeah. which is like life. You know? That's what we need in um, school. I think yeah. that they really don't teach. Yeah. About, I yeah. know I, they didn't teach me about life. I don't know. Right. Okay, so no. thank you for teaching character education. <laughs> well, right. Oh, I'm lucky to be. We, yeah. we learned on our own. Well, of course, our parents. Or that 10 minute movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You put, you put on the screen and then gave you a maxi pad and said, see ya. <laughs> Thank goodness, like we're more open now. Please, God. Um, yeah, so I mean, teaching was never was never a um, never even a doubt for me. But how do you know at the age of seven? I knew. I I don't know. I knew. I used to play school with my stuffed animals and all that shit. And then um, you know, whether it's teaching at school or teaching cheer or teaching at the gym. That's where I think I my light shines. Absolutely, that's what I love to do. Oh, and I love to see people um, just like experiences on the day to day, like at the gym. People walk in the studio, just kind of like do do do, you know. And then they leave and they're talking to each other and they're smiling and they're cracking up or they, you know, the quietest person in the class is in the back, like rocking out you know, because they know a song or the loudest person <laughs> or, I'm the or loud you and me are having our own party. I'm the loudest person in room classes, you guys. We love like push it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but that's joy. Yes. That's the joy of it. And yeah. yes, the workout. Of course you go to a gym and work out. That's great. You know, do your burpees. I love burpees, but it's that. Or it's that person that walks in that's like brand new, uncomfortable in their skin, doesn't know anybody. Like, oh, they're freaking out to even do something like that. And then they leave and they're like, that was fun. Or maybe they don't say that was fun, but you notice them at the doorway talking to somebody. Yes. Yes. Like, that's huge. It that's is. it. And I battled so much depression um after i had my second son because my mom had just died i would i was not in a good place and i had battled depression i didn't even know it was depression since i was um yeah. probably a teen yeah. and you know the ymca is you know one mm -hmm. of the places you teach it saved my life yeah. and that the coming to those exercise classes yeah. and having a place where my children can come you know play yeah. for an hour while i mm -hmm. got my exercise yeah. like i'm gonna get emotional oh no um it was a lifesaver and it wasn't just the community. It was like, just when I got in there and moved my body and listened to the music and mm -hmm. heard you or, or, you know, one of the other instructors, mm -hmm. I had hope. Yeah. Oh no. I just told somebody the other day, <laughs> making a joke, but it wasn't a joke. Like, you know, 10 years ago, nine years ago was another big hurdle in my life and teaching group fitness and being in group fitness was sorry, therapy, 
but was more valuable to me than therapy at the time because it was such a release and it's such um, a part of me and my joy and your joy. And like, it's more, it's like you said, it's honestly like the first live class I taught at the studio, I literally cried. I think you might've been there. It was just an overwhelming sense of like this inner joy that you can't explain whether it's endorphins or not. I mean, that's what they say it is, but I'm addicted to endorphins. And and I remember bringing my kids to the YMCA um, when they were little. And like you said, you meet great friends. Look at, we met each other. I have great friends. We got great memories at Rockets. (laughs) (laughs) We got a couple of good Friday night memories. (laughs) I think we had fun, you know? Oh my Lord, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, and I think also at the time, most of us were going through some real challenges in our yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned, you know, depression and not really knowing what it was, but um, yeah, you know, battling some real mental health stuff that, um, again, I think sometimes people um, assume they know someone by looking at them. And, you know, you and I are like bright, happy, jolly people, but such a deeper well. Mm -hmm. And um, honestly, to have dealt with many, many years of deep, true depression um, was really hard. It was hard. And, um, and, you know, I know for me, I was conditioned to just show up, you know, put on a happy face (laughs) and smile and don't let anyone know how you're feeling. And so that's what I did. And the times that I did reach out and say, you know, I'm not feeling good. I was told, hey, you know what, suck it up, you'll be fine. Um, but thank goodness, you know, because of the grace of God, the universe, um, at the age of 19, like I knew like something's not right. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I, I went, went for help. Um, but I also believe that we need to have a community. I mean, okay, therapy is great. I went to therapy yeah, for oh, yeah. 25 years, oh, yeah. but what, and it was, you know, helpful, but what really helps is having a community sure. and being able to talk to somebody. For sure. hundred percent. And that's what I was saying earlier, like sometimes you just talk the tip of the iceberg to someone or to a group of people and you realize that, you know, you're not alone. It's okay to be vulnerable around the right people, you know, yeah, you find safe, out, you know, safe people, I like not, to be, you know, I feel safe. Um, and then you just know, you know, those people that you can go there with, like you and I could be busting a joke and laughing and then talk deep, real deep in, mm-hmm. in the one conversation. I mean, right. look at our walk across the bridge. We went from like. <laughs> hollering and laughing and you know sipping champagne to real deep talk that like left us, us both feeling like a little healed a little you know right. and it's a release so also sure. I believe like when we keep everything inside and, and we you know we don't take the time to talk about it mm-hmm. it starts coming out in physical ailments oh yeah and I mean I know for me in those times, I was like, okay, it was a headache and a backache, and right. it, was, it was always something. So, did you ever experience kind of your emotions come out in the in the physical body outside of the eating disorder? Um, this is kind of that's a kind of a catch twenty two question because I've always had an exercise addiction, which has worked in my favor now because I, now I'm it's a passion. Oh, I love addiction. Exercise. But even when I was battling my eating disorder. Um, my exercise, even though it worked against me, helped me. I can't explain it. No, I hear you. I, I can't explain. I, 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 I can't you. explain the the feeling of what the fitness has done for me, like the mental release that. It's, no, and for me, I love the fitness. But what yeah. I was like saying, like when I 
when I wasn't feeling good and depressed and not yeah. releasing it or talking about it, I'd start getting physical um, problems. Right. Like a backache or headache. Yeah. Um, I haven't experienced the physical stuff, but I have, exp I, here's what I do experience is when I'm feeling in my head, the negative head, I, I take it out on everybody around me. Mm -hmm. My energy is different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe it's, maybe my body feels different. I don't know. Maybe I am more tired, but luckily I haven't felt so too shitty in a while. Good for I you. I mean, you know, every day is a day. My shit comes out of my back. Day. I'm like, oh, day. I'm like, okay, <laughs> my back, I got to work on something. Yeah. So, which brings me, you know, to the question when you talk about, um, you know, exercise as an addiction, mm -hmm. but is it, I mean, I know, I'm sure it can be an addiction. Mm -hmm. However, at the same time, I think we can have healthy addictions too. What do you think? About oh, I feel like now it's a very healthy addiction for me. It's my passion. I get great joy in doing it for myself, but I get the same amount of joy watching the people that I'm mm -hmm. working with. Um, so yeah, I mean, it could go either way, right? And the addiction can. Right. Um, also, it's a, for me, I think during the pandemic, Oh yeah. Like I exercised every day, like seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. Yeah. And then at that point I, I was aware and conscious, like, okay, like we're going through this, you know, change yeah. and this is the way I'm choosing to cope. Yeah, for sure. And that was better than me, you know, hitting the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I agree with you hundred percent. But if you want to hit the bottle, I mean, that's your choice. I have a sip every now um, and then. It's okay. But, um, sip, two sips. You know, so yeah. there's different ways that, that we, I really would love to find a different word than addiction for the exercise. Yeah. I know it can be no, addicting. Like I, if we're doing I, it I don't, 20 I mean, hours a day, okay, it's addicting, but like maybe we can find a new word. <laughs> You know, it's, it's a, healthy it's just a, for me, I mean, for me, it's a passion. Uh, for me, it's a, it's a routine for me. It's a part of my life, just like brushing my teeth. Yeah, me too. So, I mean, um, and it, and, and for me also, it's like, it doesn't have to like, I, of course I like the intense stuff. That's like my energy me vibe, but just to see, you know, someone who is older and new just moving their body that but i don't know it's just become like watching the joy in other people is is that's kind of the addiction now because if i was by myself not teaching group fitness i'd work out yeah but we go away on vacation i'm on the treadmill for an hour it's i'm like this like i it's that it's this mm -hmm. it's also well, connection and that's why like i'll get up like to be at your class at 7 a.m because i mean i can get on my peloton right but i like the connection yeah and you know being there which brings me to, you know, your edit certification mm -hmm. and kind of what motivated you to get certified? Uh, after years of, you know, being in therapy, even as a mother of my own two grown children, um, over the hump of the eating disorder, but the voice still there. Um, I don't think it goes away. It's just a constant daily work. Um, I knew I wanted to help people and I knew that, I know that many people battle disordered eating or eating yeah. disorders or body image. And, um, I knew that by having this certification, I'd be able to reach out and be able to be there first, even if it's a small handful of people. Mm -hmm. And I've had some clients in high school 
and I'm able to teach that to my eighth graders. Um, they don't, well, well awesome. now they do, but they didn't know, they don't know anything about my personal life, but um, I'm able to bring that, um, able to do workshops to people um, that feel that. I do focus more on the negative body image as opposed to full out eating disorder, because if anyone has a full eating disorder, they definitely need medical and psychological mm -hmm. treatment. There's so no it's doubt. like more mindset. Work. It's more mindset. It's more um, self-acceptance or self-tolerance mm -hmm. or, you know, self-neutrality. Neutrality. It doesn't like even have word. to be like, oh, yay. Like, I love my body. That's a beautiful thing. I think, I guess. I don't know. What kind of I don't story? know. But, <laughs> but our bodies are amazing. Our bodies are Oh, amazing. my gosh. Right. Yeah. So it's it's. Um, I'm really happy I have the cert and I'm really happy I'm able to touch whoever needs it. Like, you know, I've had, um, I've had like, you know, um, previous students who are now grown in their twenties, who've like reached out. And so that's a beautiful connection to like be helping someone who's now an adult who battles that body image. Um, I've had, you know, women in their seventies. I've had, um, I've had a, a man, I've, you know, eating disorder doesn't just hit no, women it does. or disordered body image, I guess. Um, so yeah, when you just talk about it, just flat out, like, yeah, you know what I feel that I feel that, um, it, it uh, takes the secret out of it or it takes the shame, mm -hmm. maybe it doesn't take it away, but it makes you be like, oh, like that. You relate, like whenever um, something resonates and you can relate to yeah. someone, it makes you feel, you don't feel as alone. For sure. And I think something that um, I really want to touch on when it comes to, you know, body image is like, we'll see, you know, this beautiful size two model uh -huh. and like think, oh my gosh, you know, she's a size two, she's so lucky. And then you find out like she has her own, you know, body image issues. So you never know who's battling it. It's not just, you know, you know, people like us, it's, right. you know, even when you see someone and they seem perfect to you, but in right. their mind, they're, right. they're, they have a false story. Well, it's that if I look like that person, then I would be happy. Or if I was that weight, I, it's the if then, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many things that I've studied about, like you said, the, the beautiful model that we look at and we're like, oh God, she's perfect. And then you hear her personal story of like torture of being that way mm -hmm. or you know we assume like that that girl with the long legs or the you know whatever we desire they have that they must be happy but in reality they if they're happy hallelujah but in reality everybody's got something for sure and the you know joy happiness comes from within us yeah is like you know and we're doing that self-acceptance workshop yeah um, series yeah but but when we accept ourselves for who we are, constantly looking for acceptance outside of ourselves, yeah. we're going to be struggling, you know, forever. Right. How about like the, if I hit this weight, then yeah, I'll be God, good. That never like, happened. Oh, oh, wait, I hit that weight. Okay. Now what? Oh shit. Like now what? I have to stay that way or mm -hmm. I want to lose five more pounds. Well, it's self-sabotage. Right? So it's like, it's self-sabotage. Totally. And, and like, do, am I a better person when I weigh X pounds? Right. You know, no. And that's, that's what um, is important. I think for all of us to realize is like, you know, whether we have um, 
a little extra skin on our arms or a role that we don't like or like the real raw people we are like does that make us any less kind or any less worthy or any mm -hmm. less like what does that number on the scale have to do with our worth as a friend a mom an aunt a cousin a nurse a sister brother whoever we are yeah. like nothing nothing at all you know that's that's a day-to-day -day reminder day-to-day mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that we're worthy no matter what regardless yes. of and the other thing i've learned um is the more we focus on what we don't like about ourselves <laughs> oh. then it more it gets exasperated and for me where my journey started um you know to heal you know to heal that mindset around my my own body dysmorphia was um okay my body carries me every day like i put my body through so much you know, just stress and, and, and working so long hours and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I never thanked my body. Like, thank you arms for allowing right. me to carry my children. Right. Thank you legs for getting me to where I need to go every day. Thank you mind for allowing me to, you know, run this business. Thank you. Yeah. My, like, and I just beat myself up all the time. Oh, yeah. the diet it. yeah. It's not even about diet. Yeah, I love it. I and it, it said, love your body because it's wait it's waking you up every morning and so then little slowly then i started to say okay thank you to my heart to my yeah. arms to my big ass <laughs> thank you big and, ass <laughs> and 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 that you know it didn't it, it didn't come overnight i know i you know, know i know it's um, a life it's a life yeah thing. so but little by little so the more we focus on you know what we think is wrong with us, the more we exhaust, and then we lose our joy. Mm -hmm. I call that the magnifying glass. Exactly. Right? You look in the mirror and you see <laughs> your big ass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We like, said it was really wrong. wrong. I don't mean really it like wrong. you. I'm no, I know, like, but whatever. And if it's this your is real. Bitch, like, you yeah. get it when you get it. <laughs> it's happening. It's showtime. <laughs> Uh, no, but like, where's the cocktail? Yeah, it's time for a beverage. Um, but that's what the truth is. Like, for how many years did I look in a full length mirror and just see my big ass or my stocky legs? Or, like, I didn't notice anything else. I didn't notice that, you know, my hair needed dyeing. <laughs> no, but I didn't notice anything. I didn't notice, like, oh, my makeup looks good today. Or, oh, this shirt's great color. Like, you just go, boom. And that's it. And then, you know what you do? You take that outside into the world with you. So then you walk around, you're like, oh my True. God, I was looking at my big ass, my big ass. Right. And no one fucking cares. They're thinking about their own big ass. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever. How much time, you know, oh, gets God. lost. You told me that. You told me that. You you told me that what a I few say? months ago. You said, um, when you spend all that time obsessing about whatever it is, it wasn't a body image issue that that time, but it was something else that was like taking mm -hmm. a lot of my brain power. You're like, think of all the time you're you're not spending on your studio. Yeah. Or you're not spending on your granddaughter. Yeah. Oh, I got the cutest granddaughter. I know. She's um, so cute. you know, so that's it is that self-talk. It's that constant reminder. It's that rewiring, reframing, mm -hmm. redirecting. That that voice, this voice, mm -hmm. it's it, I mean, I don't know if it's always gonna be there. Maybe there'll be a day or two that you don't feel it, but mm -hmm. it's there. It's there. It's there. And you just and you learn. And so mm -hmm speaking you know for myself like i so i commit to this practice every day mm -hmm. like every day like i wake up i have a morning routine i meditate i journal um i do affirmations mm -hmm. and what i've noticed that voice comes up of course that's oh, i'm yeah. human yeah but and on my best days 
within seconds, I flip it. Oh yeah. However, you know, if I haven't been consistent with my meditation and if I'm in a bad place or I'm really tired, mm -hmm. um, it takes me a little bit longer. I flip it. And so, which brings us to self-care, mm -hmm. you know, and how important that is. For sure. So what are some things, you know, other than the exercise, do you do to help keep yourself grounded that maybe you, you can you share said, with our You audience? said journal, and I swear, my mom can attain to this. I journaled, and I've continued to journal since I was sick um, or with my eating disorder. When I was 18-ish, 19 was when it really, and I have journaled and journaled. And again, those were something I didn't really read either until a few years ago. My mom saved them. Thank you, mom. Um, and I still journal mm -hmm. and I used to journal in like hard times, but now I journal no matter what. Mm -hmm. I do too. Um, and I'm like, sometimes I use those little workbooks, like, you know, where they ask you a question and you you're kind of forced to think. Um, so I journal a lot. I, <laughs> any self-help books you want? <laughs> yeah. That's what you and I, I read a lot. Know. Yeah, me too. Uh, I read, I don't me read too. like front to back though. I'm mm -hmm. like, I just like open up and then that's the chapter I'm, I'm supposed mm -hmm. to read. I like that. Yeah. You know, I can't read front to back at my attention. I got perfectionism syndrome, you know, I'm recovering. Oh gosh. You mean you have to read page. Oh, I highlight, <laughs> I dog ear. Sometimes I read when I'm working out and they're sweaty by books. So you can borrow any book you yeah, want, thanks. but I can't promise. <laughs> I can't promise it's going to be put together. Um, Self-care, I've been working on trying to go to sleep at a better hour. My oh, husband's right with so that um, because I used to stay up really late thinking I can get more done. But yeah, that's, that's a whole other subject, I really, girl. <laughs> you know, I drink a lot of water. I do. I know that sounds like super like cheesy, no, that's but so I do. Important. I drink that's a actually ton something. of water, yeah. like up five times pee a night. That's a lot of pee. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, I know. It's weird when I don't wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, did I not drink enough water? That's something I need um, to do more of for sure. You know, I'm really close with my mom. I'm close with my daughter, my son, my husband. I have, you know, an amazing family. Yeah, um, I, I, it's, I'm a simple person. And what do you mean by simple person? Uh, it doesn't take a lot to make me happy. Seriously, I'm like a two cocktail and <laughs> two cocktails well, on a Friday night. Well, here's the thing. Let my like, steam down. I love music. I, but but here's the thing. Like you just said, it doesn't take much because it's already coming from within. Like you've come uh, on this journey, yeah. you know, this healing journey. Seeds of darkness. Let me yeah. tell you, girl. And, See, you know, I don't know how to repeat this, um, but they say, I don't know if it was the deeper the pain or the darker the darkness, oh, yeah. the brighter, yeah, the more joyful experience. Yeah, you know, the brighter it will be. You have to know the dark side. to see the light. Yes, and I and I've said that, and somebody told me that um, years ago, and it was get it was again when I wasn't ready to hear it. So some of those things when you're not ready oh, to girl. hear, you're like, mm -hmm, whatever. Believe me, there's something. Tell like, me that again. Yeah, like really. But then when you when you do hear it and really hear it, you're like, oh. Now I can really embrace this moment of pure joy. And I feel like I'm allowing myself that. And I do know what the other side feels like. Mm -hmm. So the contrast. For sure. So I think the contrast for me has been really important because I know what it felt like to be in a deep depression. Yeah. And then I know what it feels like to be in this joy. Like I, I, I won't be into, drunk or hire anything. And I'd feel no. this tremendous joy. Right. And I don't think I'd feel that tremendous joy if I didn't have the darkness, you know? So I feel People like- People think contrast. I'm drunk all the time. Yeah, I'm not. I have like two drinks on a Friday night and that's my big outing, but it, it is like, people are like, like a few years ago, one of my son's friends saw me out on a Friday night. It was not under the influence at all. I really wasn't. 
and she saw my son the next day and she was like oh my god I saw your mom like she was totally ripped and I was like totally ripped I was at Target like what are you talking like that's just me the energy I'm like oh, we're Scorpios oh shit <laughs> that's a whole other podcast <laughs> so to you know 2020 yeah. you know last year yeah. um it was a challenging year for, for many of us and also many of us you know thrive there's so many lessons you realized a dream and opened a fitness studio oh, during a pandemic Ooh. so tell us about that that's like that's badass <laughs> I mean, um, this girl's like, oh yeah, we're in a pandemic. I'm opening a studio. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I've always wanted to do it. Like, I, I have like thousands of Pinterest pages on like studio design. Uh, my husband, who is my very best friend, owns his own business, and um, we're set, we're still kind of newlyweds, five years in September. But I, I told him this dream when we first started dating, like nine years ago. That gosh, one day I'm gonna open my own gym. It's gonna be a place for everybody. No never thinking I would take it by the balls and do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Our thoughts, when we have a thought, we speak it, it goes out for sure. The universe and then for sure. And, um, you know, throughout the years we would look at like open warehouses. Like you'd be like, Oh, I saw this place here. Oh, that'd be great. But I never, I was like, Oh yeah, that's great. Because I also love my job at St. Charles. So I love what I do already teaching fitness, like jumping from gym to gym, <laughs> which I love. I loved, but I still always was like, God, this would be so awesome. Like the dream, the dream, the dream, the dream. Mm -hmm. And then um, kept looking here and there, putting on the back burner, like never really thinking it would be. And then at the very beginning of the pandemic, uh, saw a, a place three blocks away from my house that had closed, that was a, a small, a fitness studio. And went home, told my husband, and he's like, let's go check it out. And immediately I kind of like shit my pants. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> okay. It's really happening. Because it was like the first time I was like, it wasn't like a gutted out warehouse. It wasn't like Rat City. It was like a beautiful, mm -hmm. you know, and we went and it was, it happened to be that day that was the apocalypse thing. When we yeah, September dark. 9th, okay, 2020. That's what it was? Yes. Whoa, September 9th. Okay. And um, went in, my son was with us. It was pitch black outside at two o'clock in the afternoon, mm -hmm. went in, bawled my eyes out, literally cried because I thought, what am I doing? I'm crazy. And then we got home and, you know, he looked at me with the, that look. If you know him, you know that look. And I looked at him. I'm like, am I crazy? And he said, you'd be crazy if you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. And I was like, what? I, I love that. I thought he was going to be like, yeah, crazy. you're crazy. Like, yeah. no, stick to your, you know, running all over the peninsula to teach classes and, you know, and um, so that was it. And then the next day or the next week, it was like, okay, I'm in. And then literally got there, cried, like ran up and down the studio I love it. myself for a week. Yeah. And um, that's really, you know, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting learning experience for me to do the virtual and mm -hmm. the in-person classes, mm -hmm. slowly starting in person, mask and all, even though the mask is yeah, soon not the best, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, seeing that joy getting yeah. people, some new people from the neighborhood, um, some friends of friends of friends, mm -hmm. um, building like community again. Uh, I noticed uh, this past week, especially like people that don't know each other, like have come in from different walks of life are now talking to each other. Like, and I'm not, I'm not sparking the conversation like I did at the beginning, like to try I, to get people. I met some new friends right. in the studio. Right. Yeah. So, you know, going to be doing workshops together mm -hmm. in yeah. there. Um, hopefully going to be starting a class for special needs. Some like 
some infant stuff, some baby massage I'm looking into. Oh, nice. Um, I ain't teaching that, but <laughs> <laughs> delegate, um, delegate. But delegate, yes. Adding some dance classes, some yoga classes. I want it to be like a, a place, like it's like I say, for, for the whole person. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what we are. We're a whole person, you know, there, yeah. it's, it's a holistic view. Yeah. Because not just about the body, no. it's about the mind and the spirit. Yeah. And yeah. I think it, it all goes together. Yeah. You know, it's it's not just um, one, yeah. it's, it's all three that we have yeah. to focus on. Right. So, uh, somebody stopped by the studio this morning and my, my logo has a dandelion and all the little, whatever the dandelion stuff, Delicious. you know, is whatever. And someone was like, oh, that's interesting. Like a dandelion, like that's a really strong weed. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's true but like it's it's such a it's like that. a representative of like me like I, I i'm not a flower like i'm a strong wheat and then when i looked up dandelion as my as one of my logos my themes it was like been through you know can be can withstand did you know that before you picked it um no but yes like i knew it was like i knew a little bit but then when i looked it up and i you know i was trying to find like a certain logo and i didn't want it to be too girly because guys can work out at kg yeah, fitness too yeah, yeah. um i saw the dental and i was like that's me like a strong weed i love it i love so there's the right? signs and i love the metaphors right oh so for sure so for me the it's dandelion you know what it means to me like when i was a little kid and i used to pick the dandelion and i don't know if you guys um right? the audience can relate to this I would blow it because my wish, I would make a wish on the, whatever, what are they called? Yeah, those little things. Those things. <laughs> whatever we know. What are they called? Anybody know? Fly, pelican, fly. The things that probably give and a bunch of people allergies, yeah, sure. right? But I love, the, you know, because for me, when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, dreams come true. I, oh. make a, you know, I made a wish. I was like, I'm a yeah. strong weed girl. Yeah. I know, yeah. Rose. Yeah, but look at perspective, <laughs> you know, because you realized your dream and you made, yeah. you know, a dream come true. So today like what has been the most gratifying aspect of opening the studio oh my gosh that's a that's a deep question really um well so far it's uh i think i told you this earlier like just knowing how to go with it Mm -hmm. and not overthinking it keeping the uh positive like you think it you speak it it happens Um, you know, really breathing into the, this is going to work. This can work. This will work. Mm-hmm. I will make this work. The certainty. Instead in of, yes. And that's a difficult believing in yourself. Believing in yourself is the hardest thing to do, but I have to do that in order to make this work. If I, I mean, there's days I walk in there and I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? I have to, I have to, that's the other voice. You have to, I have to turn that off. I have to just believe that this is going to take its path and it's going to work and it will work and it can work Absolutely. and it's, there'll be people that want this yes and, and yes that's yes. all <laughs> it's the belief the belief i believe yeah and that's when you believe with certainty mm-hmm. it will happen i was listening to a podcast too and was it you <laughs> <laughs> it might have been you but it was like when you oh no it was a uh, lynn it was oh, I reiki love her. I love she her. said to me 
about the gym because I was like, what am I doing? Like I did a Reiki session with her and I honestly, first of all, I don't sit still in the day. So when I laid there, like my legs wouldn't move. And afterwards I was like, is that normal? Like I couldn't lift my legs. And she was like, she said something to the point of like, your feet were firmly planted with certainty. Yeah. And that's why no matter what, a pandemic, a windstorm was not going to make you change for making that decision. That's what it was. So with cert when I decided with certainty, yes. like, oh, hell yes. yeah, I ain't getting any younger. Mm -hmm. I might as well do it now because, you yes. know, I gotta go, I gotta do it or not. And that's what it was. Yeah. It was when you do decide something with certainty, yes. nothing's gonna waver you. Nothing. Even if, I mean, trust me, people are probably out there like, what the hell is she doing, right? That's fine, that's fine. I know what I'm doing. Well, that's, right. I mean, that's the principle of the universe. I mean, just to know and believe with right. certainty. For sure. And and I always believed in the, you know, in, in the principles of the universe, but during the pandemic, like I have no fucking doubt now because when uh -huh. everything was going crazy around yeah. me, I said, you know, I need to get grounded in, in these principles. I need to know with certainty and I'm, I'm going to practice this and see. And during a pandemic, I was able to create and thrive and manifest shit right. that I, I, I didn't even believe it. So regardless of what's going on around us, regardless yeah. if we're, I mean, it is, you know, it was challenging, but regardless of the circumstances outside of us, we can still have control of, our mind and our thoughts and we can still create mm -hmm. and you're sure. uh, excellent excellent <laughs> example of that my friend Woo -woo! So, push it real good yes, <laughs> so tell our audience where they can find you well come to my studio kg fitness studio 158 25th avenue in san mateo come by check it out you might like it you'll see the dandelion on the wall all over the walls i, I got dandelions everywhere yeah and also um kelly and i will be hosting series of self self acceptance workshops keep an eye out for that and anything else you'd like to leave our audience no, with? i'm just so thankful for your gift of your friendship and the real friendship that we have and just like i said the fact that we can goof around and be yeah. silly and you know nutty and crazy and then real and raw and open and yeah i mean i've just been totally real and raw on this podcast yeah, we so had a great time and, I, and that's yeah, what it's about you. Just yeah, being real and raw, fun. taking off our masks. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today on Real Talk. I really appreciate it. And until the next time, make it a great day. Hey, love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.